0: Hello and welcome to today's Our Voices, a Voice Up Japan podcast.
1: And this is our first
0: episode. How exciting. Well, first things first, an introduction. My name is Sachiko and I will be one of the hosts for Our Voices. And this is Leslie. Hi. Hi, everyone. I'm Leslie.
1: And I am going to be one of the hosts along Sachiko. So, um, let's first off start with talking about Voice Up Japan and also our voices. So maybe for some of our readers or listeners this time who might not know what Voice Up Japan is, um, Voice Up Japan is an MPO that seeks to create an equal society and empower minority voices through giving lectures, political lobbying, public demonstrations, hosting events, creating communities, and spreading awareness about issues that concern gender inequality and discrimination in Japan. So, Voice Up Japan has been featured in major Japanese news outlets, such as Mainichi Shimbun, Asahi, Business Insider, The Japan
0: Times, and Yahoo News Japan. Our Voices is a section of Voice Up Japan that releases one article every week based on different discrimination and gender inequality issues that concern Japan. You can find us on voiceupjapan.org services. Our Voices is also, and from today, a podcast that focuses on discussing news and social issues in Japan by highlighting the voices of our writers at Voice Up Japan. We will be discussing new articles in this weekly podcast, cover important news topics, and interview different people from VUJ. This podcast will also be released on Spotify and will be available on YouTube as well. So, let's start with the introduction of our hosts of Our Voices.
1: Hi, so, as again, I'm Leslie and I am currently a university student in Tokyo. I wanted to create this podcast with Sachiko because we are both members of the media team and we want to highlight the voices of the talented writers on our team, and bring in our own insights to many topics that are being covered. So as for me, I was born in California, and I also grew up in both California and Taiwan, and I'm going to university in Japan right now. And the topics I'm passionate about are gender equality, women empowerment, and LGBTQ+. So one of the reasons why I joined Voice Up Japan is because I wanted to highlight the many discrepancies between what foreigners see outside of Japan and what minority groups face in Japan. I also wanted to add in my own opinions since I've lived in the US and Taiwan and I want to compare my experiences in these countries as a feminist. So, I began writing about gender inequality in 2018 for another publication, and from that article, I received so many opportunities to share my thoughts, so I decided that I would want to write more and voice up.
0: Hello, uh, Sachiko here, and yes, agreed. It is an amazing opportunity and it is an honor to be, host- to be hosting this podcast with you, Leslie. So every week we publish articles um, regarding Japanese society and we focus on our fight for equality. I am an intersectional feminist who was raised in Barcelona, Spain, and now work and live here in Tokyo. I became an online activist three years ago, though I only started focusing on Japan's issues in 2019. There was a lot of pushback, both from misogynistic factions and groups that had completely unrealistic ideas of what Japan is like and how Japanese women are, which is why I started to look into organizations and I discovered Voice Up Japan. I strongly stand for the values we promote and I hope to make a future where nobody's discriminating, nobody's discriminated against for being themselves as long as nobody's hurt. So, Leslie, why are you a feminist? Okay. So
1: I didn't really have like a specific start to being feminist and there wasn't, there's no like very specific political event that really made me tell myself like, okay, I will start being a feminist from today. I think since I was born in America and from an early age, I've always had a lot of really great um, female role models in my life and there wasn't a lot of like really heavy discrimination that i faced growing up as a woman like sometimes there would be like some microaggressions faced by like boys at school or like in the media but it wasn't like a strong enough impetus to tell me tell myself like okay i have to make change and but however um when i first moved to japan um in my first year in university um For one of our classes called International Relations, we had a subject called feminism, and it's studying the theory of feminism. So the professor decided to open the class by asking everybody, who here is a feminist? So since I went to uh, international school in Taiwan, and so I was always exposed to Western media that encouraged a lot of feminism, so I raised my hand because I knew that, well, as a feminist, I stand for equal rights for men and women, so I raised my hand. And since I was sitting in the front, I wanted to turn my head and see who else was a feminist in the room. And as I turned my head, I was so shocked. There was only me and a couple other girls, like less than 10. And this classroom was huge, like 100 people. And so I was really shocked. I was quite disappointed because in my like previous like school years a lot of people were feminists or we would proudly call ourselves feminists and it wasn't a bad thing. And the professor went on to his next slide and said, Okay, so feminism means that you stand for equal rights between men and women. And then so he said, Well, I guess you all don't believe in equal rights for men and women mm. and so it sort of caused an uproar because a lot of people are like kind of backtracking like oh no i don't call myself a feminist but i don't believe stuff like Ugh. that and there was this one guy next to me who was saying oh i don't call myself a feminist because a media feminism is like a bad word and there's a bad sort of connotation with feminism because there's radical people. And I got pretty angry because I, myself as a feminist, was thinking, you know, if people like you also call yourself feminists, then we wouldn't really have this problem anymore. And yeah. so um, that was kind of shocking to me, especially probably because I was going to a Japanese university. So a lot of people even if they felt um, allied with the idea of feminism, but they didn't want to voice up or raise their hand. So that's when I really started to think more about feminism and really want to voice up more about it and sort of like erase that sort of stigma because I feel like it's really unfair for a lot of people. So yeah, that's why I'm a feminist. Oh my god, that is
0: so... That must have been, like, so frustrating.
1: Yeah, it really was. And it was kind of like a, I guess, like a big shock to mm. me because feminism is already so widely accepted in, like, America and, and in Europe and a lot of other places, but I still feel like in Asia, there's still that sort of stigma yeah. attached to it, and a lot of people are not so sure about the meaning and the only thing that they might think are people who believe that um um like maybe like women's rights are greater than men or something like that that um that's like not the meaning of feminism so that's why i started to think like oh i really have to talk more about this issue
0: i'm glad that you did i'm glad that you're here
1: mm mm-hmm. thank you <laughs> okay so what about you why are you a feminist um
0: well in my case I was well I was raised in Europe so being a feminist was always a given and I was always passively a feminist mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't really engage I didn't really do anything actively about feminism until I was like an adult before Mm -hmm. that it was always something like that happened yeah sure in the background and sure I supported it but I wasn't in the movement itself and that changed like with like with many people I'm sure that they had uh, similar experiences with the uh, 2016 election in the US Mm -hmm. which is I mean I'm not American I don't live in America I don't have any ties to Mm -hmm. the United States so the fact that it impacted me that much um, it really kind of shook me like why Mm -hmm. is such a person aiming to become one of the most powerful men in the whole planet and the fact that yeah. he won it was completely staggering to me so that was like the first thing the first like the seed of it and then it grew like the trigger for me like the biggest trigger was when um Kavanaugh, when he when we had his hearing and uh-huh. doctor ford was doing his testimony against him and uh-huh. uh, the way that she spoke the the words and how she just her voice in itself it really it stirred something in me like I kind of woke up that day in a way that I hadn't before even though I was already like uh, active online but that sealed the deal for me because I heard myself in her voice and I knew that so many other women did as well so Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's how it started for me it was politics mm
1: yeah. I think I think same as well, because I think also in these past four years, and since as a university student, I've been exposed to so many of these issues mm-hmm. and news. And I think I sort of got to learn a lot and grow a lot from experiencing all these different political issues such as the election because, 2016 I wasn't old enough to vote yet Mm -hmm. and then not having a voice in that and just seeing um the election 2016 election go like that Mm -hmm. was also something extremely shocking because that would severely impact my life but at that time I didn't have a choice but then in 2018 I think because I had saw so much injustice faced by women and minority groups in america Mm. that was what really motivated me to sign up and vote (laughs) for in the 2018 midterms Mm. and i think i think for a lot of people also this year right now um because they've seen so many things um like the election or also the hearing and things like that it also really stirred them to vote again for this year's 2020
0: election. Yeah, like, yeah. Honestly, I think that it doesn't really matter what triggered your uh, participation in feminism and uh, the equality movement. I think as long as you start, as somewhere along the way, it might be as young as being a teenager, or it might be when you are older, Mm -hmm. I think as long as we start and as long as we understand and we have that curiosity to understand what is going on and compassion to see and Mm -hmm. to understand what other people are feeling and why that is such a big, important issue, then that is one step forward and that is like one victory that we have gained. Mm -hmm.
1: Definitely. I feel like no matter... How old you are, or where you are, or what languages you speak, or anything like that. I feel like as long as you start to listen about some of these issues and empathize with the cause, and I feel like that's already such a great step towards, you know, lessening the discrimination and also creating more equality. And I think that's something that this podcast is striving to achieve absolutely, <laughs> and yeah. definitely trying to voice up a lot mm-hmm. about so many different issues and raise awareness
0: yes. yeah absolutely and I want to say one more thing and it's that a lot of people might have might think like I was thinking before I became more active and it's that things are okay that women are fine that things will progress as time goes by but that is not the case and mm-hmm. we are seeing it right now with the how the world is and i'm not only talking about the united states i'm talking in a global um, with a more global mindset that feminism is not something that can be achieved passively it is something that we need to mm-hmm. keep on doing actively that's why it's that's why we're doing this that's why voice up japan is working so hard to achieve uh, gender equality and so many women out there so also so many men and so many mm-hmm. n- uh, non-binary individuals we are fighting because this is important this is not something that can be passively achieved mm-hmm. yeah i agree with
1: that so so much because i think a lot of people might think oh, well, you know, there's always going to be someone else that will pass these laws and somebody else might do this and somebody else might do that. But if we keep having that sort of mindset and we keep thinking that, oh, like, it's okay, somebody else can do this, then I think nothing will be done because we never think that, oh, maybe I can try to do this or I can try to do that. And I think if we all have this sort of proactive mindset in affecting change, then we can actively make a lot of differences.
0: Absolutely, yes.
1: Hopefully with this podcast, we'll be talking a lot about these issues and you might get to know us to sit with us and perhaps dive a lot deeper into some of the hot topics regarding feminism and also a lot of other issues that are currently
0: happening in Japan. And of course, to reach out to anyone who might want to join our fight. Yeah, so this is mostly the
1: end of our pilot episode. And so for next week, we will be covering Sachiko's article on Japanese surnames after marriage, and it's archaic law that hasn't changed since 1896. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. This podcast will be available on Spotify and YouTube, so please check us out
0: on those platforms. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and to hit the like button if you're on YouTube. Thank you very much. Thank you. See you all next week.